Hey, Pete. Hey, man. Scale of one to 10, how hungry are you right now? <laughs> uh, 11. Ugh. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you in a very hangry way. Oh, man. Pete's hungry. <laughs> no, I'm not hungry. I'm hangry, man. We're, we're starting this podcast at 1.40 p.m. Yes. Central Standard Time. Yes. This is right around the time where you're splitting for lunch. Usually. Yeah. And you know what? I had. I, I, I think I'm going to be okay, though, actually, because I had a very... I want to just plug my own very nutritional vegan protein shake that I had this morning. Okay. Problem is I had it at like 6.45 a.m. And you think that's going to hold you until we're done recording these podcasts? I'm thinking about it. I might need you to hold me just to finish these podcasts. I will not. And it's Friday, too, so it's hump day, so that's another problem. That's not what hump day (laughs) means, man. man. Come on, you know that. We haven't talked about it in a while. I got confused again. Uh, Well, if you don't want to be confused about transcriptions, check out Sound Slice. How'd you like that segue? That was very good. Our sponsor. Getting to be a pro here. Our lovely sponsor. Our sponsor, Sound Slice. Check it out. Go to soundslice.com slash transcribe. It's the greatest transcribing tool on the interwebs. Yeah. Uh, it's something that we here at Open Studio use every single day. We love it. Uh, we're so proud to have them as our sponsor. And uh, just check it out. It's yep. got an amazing community where you can check out other people's transcriptions. But it has a notation software built into this great browser-based system where you can sync the notation to the video and you can do it all yourself. And it's incredible. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I second all that. All right. Uh, so today we're talking about, at least in, we're talking about this until you go crazy from <laughs> hunger. But no, good. Uh, we're talking about how to hear the harmony of a speak pipe. Yes. From Daniel. All right. Hey, Peter and Adam, it's Dan coming to you from Weehawken, a uh, place of uh, Baroness Nika and where Monk lived at the end of his life. Love it here. And I wondered, I'm always thinking about listening and how to use listening to improve my own playing. Um, and I'm I'm good at listening to melodies and finding those in the piano, but I always have trouble uh, listening to harmonies and trying to, for example, find what a pianist is doing with a given voicing, you know, whether it's uh, uh, Bud Powell or Barry Harris or somebody where, you know, they're doing something harmonically interesting and I can't pick out the individual notes. So I wondered if you had any thoughts on strategies for um, using listening to improve your own harmonies. Thanks a lot, guys. Seven stars. Nice. That's a great question, Daniel. Thanks. Weehawken, man. Uh, I only know Weehawken as that, you know, when you come out of the tunnel yep. on your way over to the airport yep. and then you, you circle this really cool like Little League baseball field that's mm. like right there by the tunnel and it just has a big sign. You're talking about going to Jersey. Weehawken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. I'll have to check that out. Um, cool. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. First of all, I love your name. One of my sons is named Daniel. Big fan of the name. Mm. Um, I think that, look, you're talking about listening. So you're always in our book you're already on the right path, right? Because we're always like number one listen and for a reason because it improves so many different aspects of your musicianship. Now, what you're doing in terms of kind of breaking it down with melodies and harmonies and saying it's easier for for you, Daniel, to hear and to develop your listening around melodies and harmonies, that's like very normal. That's pretty much everybody. Yep. Um, and because... Uh, it's an individual note that's moving along horizontally. So if we start thinking about, um, you know, vertical versus horizontal and then building up in terms of what our harmonic ability to hear, 
I think you might want to go, you know, Bud Powell and Monk and, and Barry Harris, those guys are amazing and, and countless others, but you might want to start even a little bit more basic in terms of building up. And I would say really some kind of pop tunes, some simple pop harmony, triadic kind of movement, that sort of thing. And remember, what, when you're learning harmony, it isn't just the vertical because harmony becomes interesting when it moves uh, horizontally. And, you know, we could look at it as chord progressions in mm -hmm. terms of the form moving along, voicings that a pianist would do, two-handed, one-handed, or whatever else. And then also just melodic things that imply harmony. I mean, that's a very important part about it, too. So they're all connected, oh, actually. Yeah, you know, sorry, I, I took off their headphones too too quickly. Cause oh, I think you we might get a little... Probably use the key station on this. Yeah, but yeah I agree, like... Uh, getting down to uh, out of the out of the sort of um, out of the weeds of harmony and being able to to hear it in context really helps. I like that you said you know start simply with with some simple triad things because you yeah. can get these sounds in your ears a lot easier. I when I'm listening for harmony, oftentimes I'm not at this point picking out individual notes at all. Yeah, I can hear the shape of things. You right. can hear these larger intervals in between. I know there's a difference between this. And this, right? Just by the, I can hear that cluster in the middle. That inner know, harmony. That's right. Yeah. And then, um, just like you said, you know, uh, the context. If I hear this, right? I know that's a major chord and an inversion. And yeah. then, if I hear that, I know those how those sounds happen in context because right. I've just paid attention and heard that so many times. But isn't it also because you're hearing the horizontal, the melodic movement between those voices? Yeah. It's not just about hearing the individual chords. I'm hearing that top note. Yep. And this is maybe where a good place to start. Yep. Start at the outer notes. We've yeah, talked about this before. Absolutely. So when you hear this, right, I can hear that low note. Yep. And I can hear that. Tenth. Major tenth. Notes of tenth. I know that's a, a major chord in that uh, second inversion. And then when I hear this, I, I know what that bass note is. And I know that has to be a major seven chord. Yeah. Because it still has that E on top. Yeah, maybe. And I think this is an important thing, too. I don't know how you feel about this, but uh, when I started kind of trying to really learn to be able to hear different harmonies, and, and I think still the way that I think about it, you know, because I don't have perfect pitch, so I'm hearing, like, a lot of times I can identify the notes, though, not from that sort of perfect pitch. It's like, I know what that is, but just because I kind of remember it. Yep. But I still am thinking, like, the way you first said it in terms of, like, the third and then the major seventh and yep. not thinking about what key and even if even if i'm playing it i guess i'm kind of thinking it a little more if i'm playing it. but definitely if i'm hearing it i'm trying to identify the functionality of what's happening either in a vertical or horizontal way yeah and not worrying about hearing what key it is and that can really help as you start to like apply what you learn about what say jazz pianists that you're listening to things that you're transcribing or whatever mm -hmm. applying them to your playing because then you can start to use them potentially in all the different keys a lot earlier than if you're stuck in hearing it just in one key we talk about this a lot and it, i think it's important and that's good it's if you can get fast and comfortable with the way things are numbered yeah you know if i think of this as the one right and i think of that as the third of the one and i think oh we're going to the four and that seventh now yeah. is a major seventh. Like, so I don't even have to think like, oh, this is C major triad, F major seventh. Right. That's exactly what you were kind of implying. And then beyond that, too, you can start recognizing um, the, the shapes of things. So I know very strongly that when that third's on top, it sounds a lot different. You know, I know that's a triad because it, 
you could yeah. hear the difference yeah there, right so i would say daniel another step into this is to get familiar with inversions yeah. on the piano and start basic you know start with three note right. triads well the triads are always three notes but i mean as opposed to the diminished four note um uh chords starting with three and then go to four but i, th I think that hearing yeah all the different inversions and then really focusing in on how the intervals stack up because that's what this is harmony is always combinations of intervals and that's where there's a big connection with melody because right. melody is always a stringing together of intervals you know uh, and and so this really goes back to two make sure you know all your intervals a lot of people kind of like oh i know all those right but do you really know like can you be tested and identify that and go beyond the octave too yep. you yep. know because like we just had that example where going up to the tenth you know, my, you know, minor 10th, major 10th. Being able to hear all that. Yeah. And I mean, at first, you're kind of having to think about it. You're kind of having to sing. That's fine. Because you eventually want to get to it when you hear it. Just like, but to me, it's more important to be able to hear like major 10th than C to E. You know what I mean? Um, even though now, you know, I know that that's what that is. Well, just, but, just being able to identify any combination of these. Yeah. Being able to hear chords that are open as opposed to closed. Here's a C major triad in an open. Here's closed. Yep. Being able to hear just those the, the spread of those. And, and you can quiz yourself. It's, we always talk about it's easier to have someone else quiz or, or have an app do it. But, um, you know, if you build this up kind of methodically in terms of triads first and just root position and then the inversions and then open them up beyond the octave as you just were doing. Right. And then always switching keys around. So you might do like a couple of days of just the inversions of the triad in a closed position, but go through all the keys so that you're kind of agnostic to, to hearing it just one way. In the keys so that you can hear the shape itself. And you know, I th another thing I like about these triads is like we have this triad here, but then if I hear it in context. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can hear that sound super easy and I know the difference between this and- like, That's planing right there. Oh no, it's not planing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. this is a, a C major triad on top of a B flat yep. root and shell. G triad or an E minor, I can hear the difference of those, of yeah. those pretty clearly and know. Yeah, yeah, and I think it really all. I mean, even when you get the triads, um, and then you know you get into augmented and diminished, and, and and being able to hear the differences and then how they start to work together. And once you've heard them enough and can identify them, even the combinations or the layering of them, you can hear. But it still goes back to intervals. Yeah, you know, I mean, because a triad is just two intervals put together three notes two intervals so that basic interval training you want to really make sure you know it and review it and come back to that because that's always going to be the foundation even as you get to the more advanced um kind of upper extensions and being able to hear those yeah if you have like um i don't know oh we're gonna move the key station where's our lazy susan andrew? come on come on andrew like i was just thinking you know, that's a C7 flat 9 sharp 11, but there's a convenience of that triad. That G flat triad. Yeah, which yeah. is going to be there sometimes, and sometimes it's not. Or sometimes it's going to be like, so that's right. a C13 sharp 11, but it actually still is that. Oh, no, that's not a triad. But it's like three notes that you yeah. know the intervals of. And, and yeah, we're not, we're not advocating here this sort of Frank Mantooth putting triads on top of, you know, shells. Hey, I am. Well, not really. Oh, no, no, it doesn't not. matter. No, no, it doesn't have to be, but, it's that, but it's a nice thing. It's just about recognizing that sound. Well, and I think the reason that a lot of times they do work these kind of, you know, um, embedded triads either at the top or in the middle or whatever is that it's such a, and it doesn't have to be major triads, and it certainly doesn't have to be, you know, reposition, but it's such a basic foundation that we have as listeners that mm -hmm. the ear training we already have built in in terms of the foundations of this music. So 
it's um, when you put them in an unexpected places, we like the listener. It was like, wow, I like the sound of that. It sounded like springtime or happy or whatever. That's fine. But yeah. for us, it's like I like the sound of that. I hear that second inversion triad. That's right. In there, like that's what we have to know. Like we know that it's kind of like, oh, I love that building. It's great. I'm. I don't have no idea why it's not falling down, but it's really cool. Whereas the engineer, the architect, is like, I can tell you exactly why it's. It's it's cantilevered and blah 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 on this angle. Well, so then then this goes into another the next level of this is the architect is like oh and it's this angle whatever you know it's this style or mm. this whatever and so I would say Daniel the next level of this is actually to transcribe some comping some people doing harmonic yes. things and being able to recognize just like anything else in music uh, comping and building chords on the piano or guitar has cliches and has things that everybody does. You know? so, so at this point, you know, we can, you and I can recognize these voicings without thinking about them at all. Just understand the shape. Or something, I can guess what you're going to do next. Or something oh, like that. I guess that. You know, or something yeah. like this. Sharp nine. You know. Yeah. Minor nine. We all know Minor what that 11. is. That, I, can, I know that sure. shape all by the sound. Yeah. I know that shape. You know, the tons of shapes I understand, I recognize immediately. Patterns. They're harmonic patterns. I don't have yeah. to. Two chord. You know what I mean? Major seven. I know what that yep. is just because, <laughs> uh, but like or or you know drop two. That I, that I don't understand. But you can hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. George Shearing. Uh, George Shearing. <laughs> Play me anything. I'll just tell you the first person that pops in my head. Um, Frank Mantooth. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, he was popped in my head because you just mentioned him. Um, so what? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, close enough. Okay. But no, the idea that, that there are not, I, was gonna, I almost said standard shapes, but there are just common shapes that um, several generations of jazz pianists have played, right. you know, or even like down to Bud Powell. Yep. I don't have to think about that. I, right. I, I know that shape. Major so seven, when you get six. to know these kind of cliches, these kind of common uh, voicings, it becomes actually super easy to hear the harmony because you're like, oh. Oh, and sing them. Sing them. You could, yeah, when you could sing each note, sure. Yeah, do that as you're going. Cause like I was just thinking about you playing that D D da. Mm. No, the bell pile on the left hand. D da. This major seven to the major oh, six. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's like I hear that and I'm like major seven, major major six. I'm not thinking B E or or E D or whatever. Right, right, right. I'm thinking, but I, I and I also think about like how it feels in my hands when I hear that played. Once you know it, that's how you start to connect it. Yeah, exactly. That's how you start to connect yeah. it. And it, so, you know, essentially, Daniel, with, with all of this, if we're going from kind of the the entry point into the sort of advanced level, start with just being able to hear intervals and not just, you know, in a in a casual way. No. Be very familiar. Intimate. Intimate, intimate with all the intervals in all, yeah. you know, in all combinations. Yeah. And then build up from that to triads, being able to hear them in all the inversions, seventh chords in inversions. All different kinds. Yep. Really, really helps block chords spread, open voicings. And remember, like when you start to hear a seventh chord or a ninth chord, that's just a triad plus another interval. I mean, this is always right. stacks of intervals. So hear those intervals, and that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, they're thirds. It's just like major third, minor third. Which kind is it? And then that from from there, you know, transcribe some comping, transcribe some harmonic things that pianists have done, and understand some of those common things. Pick something that you love that you are like, what is that sound? understand what that is, and then start recognizing it in other players. We nailed it, man. We Another nailed it. We are episode. masters of rhythm, melody, and... Harmony. Yes. Um, 
good. Well, uh, today's episode, as it has been all month, is brought to you by SoundSlice. Go to SoundSlice.com. Love me some SoundSlice. You can transcribe some harmony over there. They are yeah, not, you can. They are not monophonic there. They yeah. are polyphonic. It's a polyphonic system. You can slow it down without losing pitch and really get that, uh, be able to pick out those those intervals. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you can see some other people that have transcribed some stuff and use that as a foundation to build up your ears. It's a great tool. We love it. Oh, also, check out this, uh, this user tune. What is it this week? It is... Uh, ooh, this is the tough one. Kakwavik. Is that correct, Andrew? He doesn't know, but he wrote it down. K-A-Q-A-V-I-K. I actually heard this. It's very lovely. Uh, by Levon McKaylin. Uh, I just screwed that all up. Didn't I? This is hard to read, man. Sorry. Kakwavik by Levon McKaylin. That's probably wrong, but enjoy this on the way out. And um, do we have anything? Uh, do we have an ultimate tip on harmony? We've been falling off for our ultimate tips. I feel like our oh you, you have a panicked look on your face. <laughs> uh, oh well, I kind of mentioned it before, but I really believe in this as the ultimate tip, and we should have mentioned it more. Sing, sing yeah. when you are practicing. Yep. You and, and I mean certainly for interval training, but we think about singing m- melodies. But you're going to be singing the harmony like that is such a shortcut to being able to hear stuff. Don't worry about how your voice sounds or whatever. If you can sing it, you can hear it. It really is a huge. Till tomorrow.